What is up, guys? I'm Andres. This is RB3. I'm Sabrina. And this is the Meaning of Podcast, a podcast where we deep dive into your favorite filmmakers' movies. And once again, we're doing a special one-off episode that has nothing to do with directors. We'll kind of, we'll get into a little bit of directors and movies, but we're going to be talking about one of my favorite subjects with you, RB3, mm. and that's streaming. Interesting. Uh, streaming services. Every time, we, I think we've done like five episodes of this, of just streaming, of Netflix, of like just streaming in general, yeah. the streaming wars, I yeah. guess, that people are calling it. Yeah. Um, and I love it. It's one of my favorite topics because I still think... Like the Scorsese article said, it's the future of filmmaking. And like a ton of other filmmakers and producers have said, this is where film is going. And I'm excited to talk about it with you because I don't think I have done it before with you, uh, Sabrina. But either way, the reason why we're doing this is because last week, Disney Plus officially launched. Um, They got a ton of users right away, a ton of people signing up. The Disney stock just flew off the charts Mm. um, and people went nuts. For that sweet, sweet nostalgia, because that's kind of what it is. That's only uh, what it is. So far, yes, <laughs> yeah. I agree with that. So far, it's only what it is. Um, in the future, who knows what it could be. But right now, it's like you're watching reruns of even Stevens and yeah. Spider-Man and X-Men, the animated series. And it's like, all right, this is like legit nostalgia in my veins kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But either way, I think it's an interesting conversation to bring up because Apple launched their streaming service, I believe, like three weeks before. Two weeks before. Two weeks before, and they did not have the same hype and numbers and success, even though they still invested, like, literally billions of dollars into their streaming service. Mm-hmm. So it's obviously, once again, we see the power of IP. Yeah. And I, and I really want to get the conversation started as far as what we're going to see in the future, what this means, and if Disney Plus is going to, Take over the world, RB3, or at least take over streaming. Yeah. Um, Is that what you're asking me right now? It's absolutely what I'm asking you right now. No, this this doesn't have a chance. No, it doesn't. After after a week of having it, and I did get Disney Plus, by the way, people. I've been actively protesting it. Hashtag shoot. Yeah, no. (laughs) I'm actively protesting it. Fortunately, thank you, Verizon, my overpriced cell phone bill. They hey. they they are providing Disney Plus for a year, so I'm I'm utilizing that for the year. Yeah. And after the year is over, then I'm making uh, I'm have to make the real decision. Um, can I can I can I quote Backstreet Boys and say, yeah. "Tell me why." Uh, tell me tell tell you why. Tell me why I Disney isn't Toker taking over the world. Oh, um, even though someone like no, you, this, yeah. an actual skeptic, got Disney Plus. Um, no, because I. Listen, okay, so here's here's the thing. First thing I did when I got Disney Plus, I went through it. I'm not gonna lie. First thing I did, searched up Song of the South. It's not on there. Okay. I was really curious. Um, second thing I did was I went through all of the catalog. Like not <clears throat> everything like individually in particular, but I, I breezed through it, I, I breezed through the layout, I breezed through the timeline. And honestly, I, for me, what I don't think it might not have the necessary staying power that it that I think it something like a Netflix or or even a Hulu also Disney owned has is that it's just not enough like it's really only exclusively one thing and one audience and one you know it's it's, it's really it's a broad audience for sure you get you get Disney you get the cartoons you get the Mm -hmm. Pixar but you also get the Marvel you get the Star Wars um, you get the nostalgia but I think I think it, it appeals to four quadrants, but there's, no, there's nothing there that's that we haven't necessarily seen before. Mm. Um, and the stuff that we, the stuff that is new, the the originals, we only got like what 
The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. Lady and the Tramp, and mm-hmm. High School Musical TV series. You, yeah, I'm a big High School. You know, listen, I'm a big High School Musical fan. You know that. You, you know that. We all. I, I was think gonna say, all, man, yeah. I don't know if you want to keep up with my High School Musical knowledge, bro. Right, Are you we kidding? all fans of High School Musical? I'm yeah, the I'm biggest High School Musical fan. <laughs> I own all three albums. I know all the songs no, by same. heart. Yeah. I was dancing to them this weekend. I know the weekend. dance moves. Yeah, High School Musical is the first Blu-ray I ever. I ever really? Brought. Yeah, that's crazy. What's your favorite High School Musical song? The the. Oh, man, I can uh, never pull it. Uh, I can never. It's the, it's the it's the basketball one from from High School Musical okay. Three when when he's just singing yep. alone in the basketball. Yeah, yeah. Sky. that one's great. Love that number. How about you, Sabrina? Oh, favorite song. Okay, it's a mix between Bet on It, mm, Gotta Go My Own there. Way. Yeah. I feel like that's like those are the most Bet emotional. And Can I Have This Dance was gonna be my mm. wedding song for the longest time. Mm. Damn. Ever since I heard it when I was a kid, I was like, yeah. that's it. I'm gonna get married and dance like that. So Bet on It has a special place on my heart yep. because yeah. I know it by heart. Yeah. Uh, and Whole every time it comes on, I'm like, oh yes. Yeah. I'm Zach phone i'm that guy <laughs> yeah um and i'm looking in the water in my reflection mm-hmm. um <laughs> that one and obviously i i can't lie bro it's a classic but breaking free yeah is so like we're breaking free, we're breaking free. <laughs> so good i do it yeah, I either way yeah. back to what you were saying <laughs> so talking about we had to do a little high school yeah. musical thing because i'm actually watching the series mm-hmm. um how do you like it i actually kind of like it no, it's, I heard it's it was good. real like it's super over the top but I'm kind of I'm kind of digging it. Now the series is about the high school is a, a group of kids doing high school yeah. musical as a as a musical as right? a musical. Ah, okay. Because I did high school musical my senior year, so mm-hmm. I'm curious to see that. Oh. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. True. I was a uh, it's uh, close to Blue. home. Yeah, it, it you really were Corbin is. Blue. Yeah, yeah, that character. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Why did they give that to you, RB three? Yeah, I went. I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure they cast a black guy, Zac Efron, too. But whatever. Oh, that's hysterical. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I did musical theater for. I've said this a million times to you, but I've done it for 13 years. I did it through middle school, high school, and college. Mm. Um, yeah, musical Rip theater. Rip a tune, bruh. What's up? Rip a tune. No, especially with my voice right now. <laughs> my singing voice has always been the super subpar, super get by. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I know musical theater like the back of my hand. I love it, man. But uh, but either way, you're right. Those are the only originals right now. Yeah, and and the watercorn Je- the watercorn to Jeff Goldblum is yeah. also a big one. There you the, go. the whole thirty the thirty seasons of Simpsons is a big one too. Sure. Um, so they do have a lot of things that grab people. Um, the thing is, I don't know about sustainability because mm. uh, for me, my, my only thing is that a lot of the stuff on here are things that most people have already seen. Um, and I don't know for as, as opposed to Netflix, we never really get enough of things that we haven't seen on Netflix. Like sure. it's literally just full of shit that we haven't seen. So it's always <laughs> going to have that extra like curiosity level of like, oh, maybe something one day would come on, get on there. But I feel like with Disney Plus, especially since they're releasing these shows like once per week and not like bingeable like Netflix, it kind of makes it, it a lot of people are going to get tired of waiting on it. Eventually, mm. That's what I think. Uh, I want to go to you, Sabrina. Yeah. I, I kind of want to know, first of all, are you getting Disney Plus? Do you have Disney Plus? And your general connection to Disney as a whole, are you one of the Disney nostalgic heads like everyone else or yeah, not so really? so I am going to be getting Disney Plus. Um, I kind of wanted to give it a little time to see everybody else's reactions and see if it was kind of worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, then I did see um, the list of movies, a lot of the Disney Channel original movies, which, like, mm-hmm. I grew up on. Like, obviously all the shows we loved, like Hannah Montana, everything like that. Um, but something about the DCOMs, those mm-hmm. got me. So that alone, which goes to your point about, like, sustainability, I feel mm-hmm. like after I watched Smart House, after I watched Luck of the Irish or, like, mm-hmm. 13th Year, or those movies that I loved, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I feel like after that, I'll be like, okay, right there, yeah. yeah, I'm like, after mm-hmm. I watch those, like, 
I'd get over. It's not like I'm going to go revisit them once a month or sure. anything. So can can we all agree that Disney Plus is going to live or die? Obviously, I mean catalog is important, but I feel like originals might be more important. And if I'm Disney and I can make an original series for little kids because yeah. let's face it, this is for little kids. A lot of it is. Will that work? RB3? If they start um, making more originals? They cuz there's I mean, more coming. They are they are making a lot of originals and um I don't know. I mean I don't know about their release model. I don't know what what's going on with. It. I mean, I just don't know. I mean, this this is what's so weird about because we we have seen a lot of streaming services pop up like very recently and all falling on their face. Apple TV, like you said, kind of fell. Um, there's other ones that at CBS All Access to. Um, mm-hmm. Now Viacom is completely shifting their business model to go away from having their own streaming services to just implementing stuff through Netflix. We saw like, I guess they signed a big deal with Nickelodeon did, yeah. for exclusive Netflix mm-hmm. shit or whatever. Um, so like we're we're seeing we're seeing that. We're seeing more more of that where, where people are going to use the big Netflix or the other stuff to do it. Um, BT Plus is another one. I mean, I haven't been peeping out BT Plus. My mom got it, uh, but she's like she's liking the Tyler Perry shows. But that's what I'm saying. They 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 they, they launch, launching with four or five originals. I just don't know is enough anymore. Um, Netflix didn't even start with originals, but they set the expectation that the originals are driving the subscriber base. So I don't know how far how long. Can, any other can you tell the audience what BT Plus is? BT Plus? Yeah. BT Plus is uh, the BT uh, uh, streaming service exclusive. Okay. So it's like what BT Plus is, it's essentially like Disney Plus in the sense that it has its own website, but it also lets you filter it, the channel through like Amazon or whatever. But it, it's, it's all the BT content. It's all the episodes of Martin. Um, it's all of Tyler Perry's catalog, including – original movies and four new TV shows. Mm. So, and all being filmed at Ty Perry Studios. So, yeah, that's the that's the BT Plus thing and that's the only Viacom one that they're pursuing right now cuz CBS All Access they're about to phase out and a lot of the other ones they're phasing out too. Is so. that an exclusive deal with Tyler Perry? Exclusive deal, yeah, okay. yeah. So, that's where that's also what I think is interesting about Disney. Disney isn't necessarily investing in, like, the artists per se. They're investing in the properties and the brands, right? Mm. So a lot of their word thought is going to depend on how long people are vibing with these brands. Mm. Right now, Star Wars, thanks a lot to The Mandalorian, is is hot and is on the tip of a lot of people's tongue. Uh, but then how long will that last? Right now, Marvel is at the top of his game making hit after hit after hit. But how long will that last? And if that doesn't last, then what happens to to, to Disney Plus? So it's, it's a lot of these variables. There's a lot of question marks that well, still left to be asked. Well, can the future be, and this will be my last question before I ask something for, for both of you guys, can the future be kind of what ha- I still think is going to happen where exclusive movies go to straight to Disney Plus? If you want to see... Scarlet Witch t- two, MCU movie. Well, it's I know, only on Disney well, I know, Plus. I know they said their whole thing is that when movies go to uh, home video, it's going to go straight to Disney Plus. Like not even a wait period. It's going to go on DVD and on Disney Plus. That's kind of an incentive, um, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a big incentive. I mean, and I think it's kind of cool that even with something like Endgame and Captain Marvel, they give you all of the <laughs> bonus features. On Disney Plus, like oh, with the movie, cool. so you could watch the behind the scenes, you could watch director's commentary, all that shit with Disney Plus. Mm. Um, 
to me, the real future of Disney Plus doesn't start until April 1st, 2020, when they bring hey. back Prom. Prom oh. is the one movie that they didn't have on Disney Plus that I was looking forward to. Prom? You know what that Prom one, is? With the blonde girl with the bangs. Yes, yes. yes. 2012, Prom? literally nobody saw it. I was the only one in theater when it came out, when I saw it. It's, it's 2012 movie. That's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, it's uh it's about it's literally it's a movie about these high schoolers asking each other to prom, and it's a Disney Yo. movie, but nobody's yeah. ever heard Bro, of it. Disney's gonna bring been throwing it out the bus. Started like falling off. Like I was gonna say, like, that sounds like a PTSD moment for me. <laughs> no, 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 it is, it is. But I, 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 I've been looking for this movie for years. And Interesting. I got Disney Plus. I was like, listen, I'm ready for it. It's not even available on That's here. Yeah. yeah, it's not even yeah. available on here. You know what's like, funny? This yeah. will be my last thing again. I keep saying that. Mm. Um, <laughs> the first Disney Channel original movie that I looked up is the first Disney Channel original movie that no one knows about, kind of like your prom. Mm. And it's one called Under Wraps. I don't know if you guys oh, know about this wraps. one. Yes. But I literally went on Disney Plus, denied it open. Obviously, I saw The Mandalorian. But after I saw The Mandalorian... I looked up under wraps and I typed it in. Nope, not a uh, really? And I was like, yo, y'all tripping. This is the yeah. first Disney Channel original movie. Yeah. And I remember watching, because obviously I'm older than you guys. Mm. Um, but it's one of those things where it's not even on there. And yeah. then I, I remember um, freaking My Date with the President's Daughter. Yeah. And I looked yes. it up and I was like, yo, it's not on there either. That's not on there? No. Hopefully they'll add they have to add right? they, they have, have to, to that one, that that's one, a that classic one, that one I, I would literally like, watch that they're keeping tonight. us they're like, they're like okay here you get Smart House you yeah. get 13th year but wait All a second great. you'll get prom those are great yeah, right, those right, are. Right. but where are the where's My Date with the President's Daughter well, remember the jingle for that song My Date my with day, the President's, president's Daughter My Date with her it's so good yeah listen it's really funny what they have with what Disney has and haven't been doing with their rollout they've been Picking and choosing certain ones that they know hot button issues are going to come up with. I know mm-hmm. Song of the South I mentioned before. Mm-hmm. That's their notoriously openly racist mm-hmm. movie that they made in like the 1940s or whatever. And of course, yeah. that's not even on there. Well, you saw and, the Lizzie, Lin, Lizzie, Lindsay Ellis video where she talked what? about Disney, Disney's wokeness. Uh, you saw that, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Where she yeah. talks about how Disney is kind of going down a path of, a, a path of erasing their past. Yeah, and kind of pretending it didn't exist. Like Disney was never a racist. The song yeah. of the South doesn't exist, and they're deleting like records. Of Except the movie. they still they still use the song of the South song at, sure. the, at the parks. They still use the song. Sure, sure, but it's kind of the idea of like it's interesting where Disney is going with this idea of like surface level, um, like underhanded like. See, we got you guys. We casted a black dude. Now give us all your money or die. Well, um, kind of thing. Well, because guys, they do have yeah. that. Yeah. Did you guys see the um, like disclaimer? Yeah, yeah. That was, I was literally just about to yeah. bring that up. So yeah, there's what, what's the disclaimer? Yeah. So it says um, they put the disclaimer and it says this program is presented as originally created. It may contain outdated cultural depictions. Mm. But I feel like that's I don't know. They compared it to another disclaimer. I saw somebody on Twitter mm. that was a lot. It was just worded so much better. Mm-hmm. Rather than saying that, it's like, I don't know. Because the way they're yeah. saying this, know. it's like I, it's presented as originally It's created. so interesting. I, I know you are RB3. I don't know if you're cut up on Watchmen. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, of course but, I But am. it's that idea yeah. of like, I love that. I think it was in the second episode or first episode that in the future, in this Watchmen future, they give like all these crazy ass warnings. Like, warning, this show is awful. It's yeah. disgusting. It's going to offend you. Mm. If you want to watch it, it's on you. Like that. It's like war- a marketing tag. It's like, like a marketing tag where, where in, the, the, in this Watchmen future, I don't know if you've seen it. They kind of give you like all like trust me like 
we're so 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 sorry now watch the show <laughs> and yeah. i was like yo that's kind of crazy yeah how that's kind of that might be our future well it's, it's funny because they do that warning and then they give you the stop they literally are making fun of zack snyder they movie, are where they yeah. give you like the slow motion fight scenes yeah like, but um they're making they're making fun of a lot of things they're making fun it's of a really lot of things, it's a yeah. great ass show but you know it's interesting to me because you know i looked up song of the south and that wasn't there but they kept dumbo in there which i think yeah. is like really really well, interesting d- uh, but dumbo is like dumbo's dumbo is you know what I'm saying? A classic. A classic, yeah. But, I mean, there's a lot of problematic shit in yeah, that movie. I mean, we talked about it when we talked about Tim Burton. Yeah, of course. There's literally a song where there's, like, slaves. Like, we like being slaves. And then there's uh, <laughs> and then there's the Jim Crow. So there's a mm-hmm. lot that's wrong with that movie. Yeah. But because it's iconized in that way and because they <laughs> didn't, you know, have... But it's, it's, it's funny because I'm looking at this article right now. There's five that they did that with. Mm-hmm. Dumbo, uh, Peter Pan... Right for the Native American mm-hmm. misrepresentation. Of um, Lady and the Tramp. Yes, for the Siamese I was cats. Say that one. Yeah. Um, Jungle Book for the orangutans because they're supposed to be mm-hmm. like playing black people. And uh, the Aristocrats with another Siamese mm-hmm. cat type thing. So yeah. it's just funny that and, and when the movies are that big and that important to their filmography, they're just not going to take them off. They're not going to. They have yeah. to make. They have to do a disclaimer for it. Sure. So. And that makes sense. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think it makes sense. Why not? Mm. Um, okay. I want to ask you, Sabrina. I'll start with you. And obviously, you can think RB3. Just off the top, what streaming services do you actually pay for? And what streaming services do you use? Obviously, do, do you actually pay for? Do you use the most? And do you have? It could be you're yeah. using a friend's friend's password. Um, so um, I'll start with what do you actually pay for? Okay, so myself, I pay for HBO. Mm. Um, so I pay for that one myself. Everything else, I'm on like the family one for Netflix, um, mm. on the family one for like Amazon Prime, all of that kind of stuff. Um, I do have Hulu, but I never use it. Mm. I, I want to start using it more. Um, there's just so many. It's kind of hard to decide so what you want to dedicate your right time to. Right now, you have Netflix, Hulu, HBO. Amazon Prime. Um, Amazon Prime. Anything else? I think that's it. I will get Disney Plus. So that will be added to the list. And the one I spend the most time on is Mm -hmm. probably HBO and Netflix. It's a a solid mix, but HBO just has some really, Mm -hmm. really great shows. Mm -hmm. So they hook you in and you're dedicating a lot more time rather than watching just like a movie on Netflix Mm -hmm. or... If you do get caught up in a show, there's like a few episodes, one season or something yeah. like that. Yeah, all right. Uh, you are RB3. Um, oh, I'm still. Which one do you pay list. for? Um, I pay for all of them. So I pay for. I, I'm 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 literally the guy who hands out passwords. Yeah. So I got Netflix, Hulu, Amazon. I got three channels in Amazon, um, and then HBO, um, Filmstruck when it was around. Um, oh, I'm trying to think of like I know I know for a fact there's more. Um, what's the one? Crackle, and Disney Plus. Cra- cra- or Disney Plus, yeah. Crackle. Yeah, crackle. Um, Apple TV. Yeah. Uh, if we're talking, if we're talking music, Apple Music and Spotify, mm. but Spotify because it gives me Hulu. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, literally all of them. And which one do you use the most? And your favorite? Netflix. Okay. Netflix. Or or actually, in terms of like. Well, also, I get HBO, too, because my mom also pays for cable. Mm. So a lot of times I'm watching, I'm literally watching HBO, That's like, the on the TV. Hookup, you know what bro. I mean? Yeah, That's yeah. So, like, uh, so I will watch a lot of HBO, like, on the TV. But sure. if we're just talking about, like, when I'm streaming most, like, on my laptop, definitely Netflix. Okay. Sure. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I do a but lot. Also, Amazon's close second. I was going to say, Amazon, I don't have. I have based off you. That's yeah. the one that I'm like. <laughs> 
Well, I've also, never had Amazon. So you can also say you have Magnolia Selects, IFC Films, and Epics because those are all channels that I have what? on Amazon. You do? Yeah. I didn't know this. Yeah, I would have gone yeah. off. Is that everyone or is that just you? That's just me, yeah. So I need your password so too. I was yeah, going to yeah. say. It's $5.99 extra for each one up. of those like, each yeah. month. Yeah. So. Um, so I pay for Netflix. Mm. And, and I'm the the one who, like, is my whole family has their names on it, but right. I'm the one who pays for it. Uh, Hulu, obviously Disney Plus now. Um, ESPN Plus now. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's, uh, hold on, Hulu, Netflix, e- Disney Plus, ES- oh, HBO, obviously. Um, and I can't lie, I used to have Country Roll. I don't anymore. Oh, I used to have Country Roll. I used to have Country Just Roll. for the hardcore anime fans. Anime. Oh, yeah. okay. The reason why I got rid of Country Roll is because Hulu went off like mm. they stepped up their game they went anime crazy nice. and they have exclusivity anime streaming rights yeah which means that when it airs in japan at like two in the morning like i yeah. could see it here at two in the morning like mm. live stream attack on titan my hero academia whatever it is that's why i got rid of country because i'm like what am i paying for if i'm i can just get hulu yeah and i can watch whatever else hulu has which i do i, I watch hulu quite a bit but the one I use the most, and this is why I agreed with you, HBO, man. Mm. HBO is yeah. the one I use the most. I'm constantly on HBO, whether I'm re-watching shows that I've never seen before, uh, whether I'm watching the current shows that come out. Like, almost everything that HBO has, I watch it. Like, literally, they're like... I'm getting to that point. I'm Literally, yeah. they're like, Catherine the Great. And I'm like, hell yeah, Russian... <laughs> Literally, like, Russian history. No one's watching that. I'm watching that right now. (laughs) Obviously, Watchmen and all that. I forgot to say Canopy is another one I have. What is Canopy? Um, (laughs) I don't know. Um, That one, I think that was through USC, so I don't pay for it. So, but yeah, that's like classic films. Here's my follow-up to you guys. What would you guys, are are you guys going to get, there's a few coming out, HBO Max, Peacock, and... What's Peacock? Peacock is the NBC one. Apple Plus... What's the other one? I think that's it. Uh, are you guys going to get the ones that are coming? HBO Max, Apple Peacock, Plus already came out. But. Um, Apple Plus. Yeah. Are you guys going to get any of those? I can't see myself. No? I could maybe, like, if one of my friends wanted to give me their password, because I give a few of them my sure. HBO. So if somebody else was attached to that and really wanted and had it already, yeah. I'll, I'll so check it out. First one off the bat, Apple, Plus, uh, App, Apple, whatever it's called. I think it's Apple called TV Apple TV Plus. Plus. Apple TV Plus. No? No. Me neither. Yeah. You? I already got it, but you got it. Was they give you through Apple oh, that's Apple right. Music? That's uh, right. If you're a student, so yeah. um, there's nothing good on there. So. Peacock? You guys doing the Peacock? Definitely not. I don't even know. That's NBC. Oh, the NBC Universal. Yeah, NBC no. Universal. Yeah, no, no, no. no? The, the only, I don't think the, I am either. The, the, yeah. the only thing that's good on there is The Office, but mm-hmm. I think I've I, never think, seen I don't, I don't even, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've office. never seen The Office. I love so The Office, but I'm not going to pay for a whole streaming service just sure. for The Office. Sure. I, if it's going to be all Universal movies too, that'd be interesting. Yeah, but that is actually it, so kind here, of interesting. Here's what here's what really like is, was really interesting about all this. Like <laughs> HBO has exclusive cable rights to um to I'm sorry to Universal movies. Formerly 20th Century Fox movies. I don't know how their deal is now with Disney, and with um, and with Warner Brothers. Um, so they have those deals, and same Viacom has a deal with Epic, and there's a lot of deals that also still happens with the HBO and the cable crossover channels with yes. the streaming too. So now my question is going forward: uh, When Warner Brothers starts uh, HBO Max, are they going to pull all their stuff from? 
Um, are they going to pull all their stuff from from Netflix, for example? Yes. Um, is when when Peacock happens, are they going to pull yes. all their stuff from HBO? Hundred. Um, but then because that's the whole point of this, and obviously I wanted to make this the second half after mm-hmm. the break mm-hmm. about exclusivity. That's the whole point. That literally yeah. is the whole point. But yeah, that's a good question. But I think the answer to that question is yes. Mm-hmm. I think it is. So out of the new ones, you guys aren't getting it. Are you guys willing or wanting to, off the top of the dome right now, to cancel anything right now? No, I'm not. No? no there's nothing I can cancel No. Right no. Now. Um, but yeah. see, that's what's, that's what's funny. When people are saying this is going to be the end of Netflix, like with Disney+, Plus, like nobody's leaving Netflix. Like, yeah, no. There's way too much shit. I mean, people want to – I mean, there's there's a lot of people poo-poo on Netflix. Oh, it's not like a great original series. But there's enough for everybody where everybody's going to keep that going. Yeah. I don't I – don't, see, that's where it's different for Disney <laughs> because there is a lot – but then there's a whole section. There's you can go to the search section on their page on the Disney Plus page, and they give you like basically all of the breakdowns. They give you Disney through the years. They give you Disney Channel movies, Star Wars movies, princess movies, Spider Man movies, whatever. They give you like all that organized. There's really Muppets movies. There's only really like twenty five like sub sub categories that you could box that into. Whereas you go to yeah. Netflix, there's literally thousands of movies, thousands of TV shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, Millions of hours of content. Gen- genres. I yeah, think genres what, too. Whereas Disney can't give you very many genres. Right, right, right. Netflix can give you a lot right. of yeah. genres. And to be fair, Hulu is probably going to be like the extension of what, mm-hmm. what else is going to be on there. But I'd much rather get Hulu. I mean, to me, Hulu looks way more exciting than Disney Plus to me. Really? At least right now. Yeah. Interesting. Um, because they signed that whole thing with FX. Recently. I was going to say, this is what I think Disney's going to do. I think Disney is going to really start to take these Fox properties, meaning FX, Mm -hmm. and start to pimp it out so much on Hulu that Hulu is going to become like, I I think this is me off the dome. Like you said, it's going to become kind of cool where everyone's like, yo, you want to see Atlanta? Go to Hulu. You want to see what we do in the shadows? Go to Hulu. Mm -hmm. You want to see the next cool FX show? Go to Hulu. And it might be exclusive to Hulu. I think that might be the future. Obviously not now because FX still wants to live. Mm -hmm. But if you want to see Fox Searchlight movies, if you want to see the new Alien show, whatever they're going to do with these properties, I think Hulu is going to be that go-to where they put the rated R offensive content where Mm -hmm. people like me wants to see that. Um, Cool. Um, Let's go to break. And then after the break, I'm going to present more questions to you guys about – I kind of want to talk about Netflix a little bit more. Um, Yeah. You want to see me get wired up? Uh, you want to see me go ahead, <laughs> bro. Throw, throw, catch these hands, bro. <laughs> Trying to catch these hands. Um, yeah, so let's go to break. And then after the break, let's talk about uh, more about the streaming services. This ain't funny, so don't you dare laugh. With the 450 divide you in half. You getting at me equals a club half. The following is a clip from our Honey Boy review done by Sabrina and myself, RB3, for our YouTube channel, First Cut. It made my heart, like, really heavy, but, like, I feel like um, Alma Harrell, the director, and Shia kind of knew that this is... He needed to be the one to play this part. He's the he's the one that's going to do it justice. Mm-hmm. And um, especially throughout the film, you could kind of really feel the catharsis mm-hmm. that he's experiencing by playing his father. Um, it really hits home. Mm-hmm. It's his form of therapy and recovery from his experiences. But, yeah, as you said, um, 
I don't think there's a hint of self-indulgence or self-pity. Mm-hmm. I think he's just kind of bearing his soul in this beautiful and artistic way. So yeah. I really, really enjoyed his performance. And what else is art for other than like self-expression? So exactly. that's that's kind of the beauty of it. And it's nice seeing somebody who's had this much experience in the game, especially someone like Shia LaBeouf, who not only has acted for a long time, he's also directed a few things yeah. um, in the past too. So it's good that he's using like all of his storytelling capabilities to tell something that is deeply personal. I mean, you could tell, I think even in the movie, the character who's representing Shia LaBeouf in the present, played by uh, Lucas Hedges, um, you see him actually writing the movie for what mm-hmm. you're about to watch. And a so lot it's of times, like meta. Movie, yeah, it's meta. Yeah. And a lot of times in movies, that could be kind of cheesy. Mm-hmm. But for me, it worked. It worked. Come along, children. Now we're going to have a little music. What is up, guys? We are back talking about Disney Plus and streaming. Uh, I kind of wanted to finish up our conversation talking about something that became uh, a trending topic over the weekend. And that is, I'm doing it, hashtag release the Snyder Cut, let's go! (laughs) By the Uh, way, you can find our throwback episode on Zack Snyder on our YouTube channel, First Cut. Team Zack Snyder. We re-uploaded it. Um, So, this uh, this is a kind of a weird (laughs) course of events where this campaign has taken weird-ass turns, left and right, circles... They yeah. released a marketing campaign over Comic-Con this year. Mm-hmm. Um, they're insane online. They released the Snyder Cut people. But we've had very heavy discussions. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you have, I don't know if you've seen those episodes or if you've caught up with them. Mm-hmm. But maybe just because I'm a real, real nerd about this kind of stuff. But I, I really did a deep dive with a few reporters who were covering this story. Mm. Uh and, and like a real deep dive. And it, there is kind of some shady shady stuff going on with the kind of I, the way they treated Zack Snyder during this yeah. Yeah. shoot and production. Horrible. And and it, it obviously what happened was the tragedy with his daughter. But I, a lot of it, too, was also kind of low key using that as an excuse to kind of wash the cut that he had already. Give it a nice MCU, you know, car wash. And mm-hmm. pretend that like, oh, let's hire Joss Whedon. Let's pretend this is a Marvel movie now and kind of low-key erase everything Zack did, which is very, very messed up to do, to Definitely. say the least. That's a Definitely. Lot. Um, yeah. So that's why RB3 and I are kind of low-key pro-release the Snyder Cut, yeah. um, even though there is a, kind of a lot of issues as far as budget, as far as the effects as far as what's there, what's yeah. not there. And obviously a lot of people are like, it doesn't exist. It does exist. A little bit exists, but not much. Um, so that's always a question. But the reason why I bring it up is because HBO Max is really trying to push themselves as much as they can. And yeah. I really feel like this goes all the way back to exclusivity where I have this movie that you guys want or I have this IP you guys want, whether it's The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. because that's what Disney Plus did with The Mandalorian. They said, yeah. if you want to see this cool-ass Star Wars show, you got to sign in day one. Mm-hmm. And now, what is Warner Brothers going to do, and I'll start with you, Sabrina, with all their IP? They have Harry freaking Potter. Yeah. They have DC. HBO, HBO, and by the way, this isn't this isn't Warner Brothers we're talking. About. We're talking about AT and T. This this correct. We, we gotta start calling these conglomerates. Sure, AT and T. Yeah. Either way, mm-hmm. that's some heavy ass IP. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rumors have already started. I don't even know if it's confirmed of a Harry Potter show, and I'm just like, yo, 
I am in. Mm-hmm. But what about a, 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 a better, no, no shade to CW shows, DC show or DC movies that are exclusive to HBO Max? What do you What do you think about that? Yeah, no, I feel like that'd be a really great idea. I mean, I throughout these past years with everything that's happened with Zack Snyder's films and the DCEU, I think kind of not rebranding because obviously they have Wonder Woman, they have Aquaman, those were right. successful. Um, but kind of rebranding with that type of stuff and putting a good taste in everyone's mouth again. When mm. it comes to these characters we like, some comic book, like DC comic book characters, I would support that completely. I would but definitely check it out. Can I follow up and say yeah. two things that came out this year that are very different and that are very good, it's one better than the other, <laughs> Joker, yeah. made a billion de- dollars, yeah. better, and Watchmen. On mm-hmm. HBO, that's a DC oh, wait, wait, property. No, I'm sorry, Watchmen. I was going to say Watchmen, Watchmen is crazy. I'm blown away. I, I thought you were going to say Aquaman. I thought you were going to say Aquaman. No, this year I'm saying. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, okay, gotcha. That came yeah. out. Those yeah. are two examples of like, I mean, mm-hmm. you can be on one, bro. You can make a bank. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's already proving yeah. that if they go a little different, mm-hmm. that's the word people keep using. But yeah. if you put that exclusive to HBO yeah. Max, like, bro, that's. I, I think it would be a good idea if they took those characters like the way they did with Joker and kind of mm. separated it, even though we just had Jared yeah. Leto's. So I feel like for some casual movie-going audiences, like, yeah. they might be confused about everything that's sure. happening. So I feel like if they can do it kind of a little bit seamlessly sure. and maybe take some characters and, yeah, rebrand I mean, it a little I bit, could do something see, different. I, I could see a world yeah. where we live in this weird art house DC movies and that kind of live exclusively on HBO Max even though it just made a billion dollars in the well, theater, you were talking about. Is that something you see? There's two. There was two good DC movies that came out this year, but there is one. Not two. So, what was the other one? Th- or uh, the other properties? One, the, yeah. Two, well, not but two not properties. Movies. No, there movies. is another property. There is another movie, The Kitchen or The Kitchen Sink, the one with uh, Melissa McCarthy, Tiffany Haddish. That's a DC. Uh, movie? It's based on a DC comic. What? Um, it was produced by Warner Brothers. That New was Line good Cinema. too. It wasn't good. See, that's I the was thing. Say, though. That looked it kind of bad. It came. I think it's called the kitchen. Okay. But it yeah. kind of came and went, and the 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 their their thing shouldn't necessarily be like we are gonna make um, these like weird. You know, it shouldn't be their their prerogative shouldn't be. Let's take the obscure graphic novel. I think their approach should be in the same way that um, I think Logan was to the X Men universe. They mm-hmm. take the most popular character and kind of figure out a way to just stay true to that and stay true to that. But like. Yeah. Take it to the next level. Yeah. Um, I think Joker is the prime example of that. I think Joker is like their biggest character, probably even bigger than Batman. Honestly, I mean Batman and uh, Joker, you can basically yeah, say yeah, it's the yeah. same. Yeah, exactly. But I'm, I'm curious to see where they go with like Wonder Woman, though, for example, mm. right? Because it already has like a tone, and it already has like a. And we are in the the Comic Con uh, preview that they showed a couple years ago implies that even the second Wonder Woman movie is going for a lighter tone. It's even going to be lighter and more fun and more adventurous. And I mean, same thing with Aquaman. I was going to say, you saw Aquaman. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shazam that movie was light as hell. And Shazam, Shazam also came I out really liked Shazam. Shazam. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. That's I right. forgot about that. Yeah. 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 That was a bubblegum ass yeah. movie. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why yeah, are you Because yeah, you hate that movie. That's I didn't right. hate it. I just didn't care for it. I think it was something different. I'm glad they did that besides everything else. I don't know. I think it was a nice change of pace for them. Sure. Yeah. I liked it too. Here's my question to you guys. Maybe you know, maybe, oh, that's right, you did. Um, Maybe you know, maybe you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know. What happens if I'm right now, and I think all three of us are, we all pay for HBO, you know, that it's not cheap. Yeah. HBO Max is going to be $17, apparently. (laughs) What happens to us, us three? Do we, you know, do we pay an extra two bucks 
Do we have to re-sign in? What's going to be that whole process of, you know, I think these are logistical questions that should be brought up now. So the Disney Plus thing won't happen like it happened to me, for example, where I was like, I already have Hulu, but I still want to get that bundle, but I don't have ESPN Plus, but I... Uh, why would I pay one buck more? And I was trying to figure it out, and I still can't figure it out. If I'm being real, mm-hmm. how do I not pay twelve, thirteen bucks a month for Hulu, but pay thirteen bucks a month for Hulu, ESPN Plus, and Disney? All these questions that I still honestly don't know. Do I have to cancel one and change the other? Do I transfer and then my 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 they stop charging me on Hulu? Like these are questions that I I've already read a few articles, and a few of them are kind of like saying different things where I read one where it said if you already pay for HBO Go, I think it's HBO Go, right? Yeah, HBO Go. Yeah. The streaming one. Or HBO Now. Now, yeah. yeah. HBO Now, sure. Mm. Um, then you're good. And I was like, really? I'm good? Like, I don't have to pay? They were like, no, you don't have to pay like an extra amount. And I was like, is that true? Do I have, I mean, does do they just like charge <laughs> me? me? Yeah. No, but what I'm saying is like, do, do they charge me two bucks more or... Because for me, I'm excited for HBO Max if if there's, like, an incentive for me not to worry about logistical issues of, like, canceling my subscription and reapplying right, and right, paying right, it more right. and then paying a fee. They're or, probably, I think I think the smart thing to do would be to godfather people in. To see the HBO, yeah. HBO's coming, the HBO Max thing is coming from a very different perspective, say, for, like, a Disney and an Apple TV sure. Plus because they already have a built-in HBO Now interface. So people are already familiar with the idea of paying for HBO monthly <clears throat> and going into that. I think if you have HBO Now, it should be a godfather thing in mm. to where you could get HBO. And maybe eventually you want to raise the price to, I guess, match the regular users. But I prefer if they just kept the same rate. I agree 100%. I mean, how, how great would that be? I don't know if you... So I just like pulled up an article just because I, I wanted to check it out. All right. Um, so it does say that it's $14.99 a month mm-hmm. and that if you're an HBO Now subscriber, you get upgraded for free. Oh, okay. So, nice. That's what I read. So... Yeah. Maybe it's the same article, but I was like, really? Yeah. yeah. Well, for I mean, free? That's, see, but see, uh, so you pay the same amount and, and you're still getting HBO Max? Bro, that's a yeah. deal. But see, now, that's clutch. But now there's a lot of people, though, who are using HBO on cable and they're still getting a whole different size uh, check from that. So I think for them, the transfer rate is less about people. HBO now is incredibly popular amongst young people, but traditional TV users still the, pay the for cable. The old people who like HBO. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's, there's still, still a lot of old people that like HBO. Yeah, I mean, my mom still pays for cable. So, like, it, but, uh, I mean, the fact that she does that, they're still getting checks from both hands. Yeah. They're getting checks from the from the fact that the young people paying for the streaming services and, mm-hmm. and older audiences from cable. And then on top of that, and which I think is, is incredibly crucial, there's still going to be, at least I think, there's still going to be ways that people are going to license movies. Um, I think there's still going to be ways that Universal is going to allow one of their movies to play on like TBS or, or TNT, or there's still going to be ways that you think so. Uh, yeah, there's still going to be a way know, that man. there's still going to be a way that a you song, think because of all the old people out there. Um, I, not just not just old people, but there's the, a lot of these contracts are locked in for years and years and years in advance, and um, and maybe the renegotiation process might might take a while. Yeah, it might be a process, but I think that overall. There's still a lot of people who use cable and still yeah. hold on to that traditional system. I don't think they're going to But gonna it's dying, bro. Just it yet. really is going down. It's going down. You know what? I, maybe because I listen to so many podcasts that talk about this, and it's literally my favorite subject, uh, as you guys can tell, because I'm still going about this. Uh, the idea of streaming, do you see a future like in 10, I don't know, I don't know how to put a number on this. It could yeah. be 10 years, it could be 15, it could be 20, where it's cable's dead completely. Cable doesn't exist. Mm. 
Yeah, no, I think people still care. Everyone enough. is on streaming. I personally think people care enough about like local news and local stations. You know what to, it is? To, it's to... keeping it alive. That that someone brought up, and I was like, that's so true. And it's the one thing that they they got me, uh, and that my parents still pay for, but I can tune in. Uh, Live sports. Yeah. Football, 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 yeah. basketball. Like that shit but will it, never if die. You, if you have Amazon Prime, you can watch live football. Yeah, but I'm saying like Amazon Prime isn't that popular versus right. something like a Netflix. Yeah. Or or Hulu Live Sports. Like Hulu Live Sports mm-hmm. isn't that popular. Sorry guys. Right. Like you're not gonna get me to pay five bucks more when I can just use my parents' password, that's what I do, to mm-hmm. see live sports on, on my laptop and then I stream it on my TV. But that's kind of the one thing that's keeping cable alive. But when it comes to yeah. TV shows, you can kind of I can go right now to NBC.com and watch the good place. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have to have cable to see that show. And then also the TVs we're getting. <laughs> Some of them yeah. already have, like, the smart TVs have all the built-in apps. Like, my yeah. dad's. Mm-hmm. My dad does have cable. Mm-hmm. We never, whenever I'm at his house, we never watch it. Mm-hmm. Like, when I'm in mm-hmm. Chicago, we're hanging out. We're constantly on Netflix, Amazon Prime. And so he's always using it. So he still pays for it. But right. how long does it, yeah, how long exactly. do you stop doing that? Yeah. I told you last week, I told you guys that every, every time I go home, whether it's for the holidays or something, and then I start changing channels, it's yeah. like the most <laughs> awe experience where I'm like, whoa, I'm back in the past. It's right. like, like a movie started like 30 minutes before. You're 30 <laughs> yeah. minutes in, can't go because back. Because I don't that's, have that's nostalgic, cable. though. It's nostalgic. It's yeah. nostalgic. Yeah. It makes you feel yeah. good. It makes you feel like, yo, they're playing... Yeah. Avatar on FX, but, see, like, but also to to <laughs> but on the, on the low though on the low low like yeah. on the low cable might have like a way better selection than like any of the you could probably find way more <laughs> of what you want to watch on cable you could probably find on Netflix because at least like when I'm like cable surfing I could at least like go to two or three before I find something like that I could at least like sit through but with well, Netflix I'm just sitting through there forever that's so true but you know what it is yeah. and I and I always yeah. feel like I don't know maybe you, you'll disagree I don't think that's TNT show or blah blah. I think it's what you said. Hmm. Licensed movies. Yeah. Every time I tune into AMC, hmm. FX, TNT, and they're playing The Departed, I'm like, fuck, I want to see The Departed right now. Yeah, like, that yeah, shit's yeah, fire. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Or yeah, they're playing yeah. like uh, the Harry Potter movies, and I'm like, hell yeah, Goblet yeah. of Fire. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, hmm. licensed movies, like, yeah. has that effect of like it's going to keep people watching because you're like oh I'll watch it why not I'm mm-hmm. not doing anything else right now right and then you'll watch whatever movie <laughs> exactly but if there's a future where no licensed movies anymore because all of them have their own streaming service because in the next three years every major conglomerate like you called it mm-hmm. has their own streaming service yeah so now it's like do we live in a future where licensed movies doesn't exist so I don't know. That's that's a big question. I hope not. <laughs> I hope that it's not a future we live in because that's still a large revenue stream for the industry in general, and sure. it's also still a platform that independent movies still like make a lot of money. And sure. that's kind of the biggest hole I think right now in the streaming game is that like it's really hard for independent movies to like get that because streaming streaming doesn't pay out as much per play as something like a. Of ratings do on TV, but we don't even know what ratings really mean because it's kind of fictional anyway. I, I was going to say, um, before the, the first job I had in LA was working for uh, a, a startup company that we licensed our original content to broadcast. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I can say to you, man, is, bro, like low key, like low, low, broadcast is kind of BS. Like it's mm-hmm. kind of messed, like you just said. Yeah. Everything is based on ratings. Everything is, we'll cancel you in two weeks if you don't pick it up. Like mm-hmm. everything is just scare tactics. Everything is like these big major companies that own all the shows that people watch. 
and they just bully you into making the content that they want you to make. Mm -hmm. That's all, I mean, that's been the same for years. Versus streaming, for example, Netflix, I can find original cool ass shows that will not air on NBC at 7 p.m., but it'll air on Netflix on Sunday night or on HBO on Sunday night or Hulu, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. that doesn't exist in cable. And and I feel like that kind of risk-taking is only exclusive to streaming services. I don't know if you agree with that, but that's something that always kind of hit me where it's like I've worked for broadcast and broadcast is kind of psycho. Yeah. That's why I love that's why I love Netflix, <coughs> that's why I love Hulu, that's why I love all these streaming platforms because yeah. it really opens I up do the too. opportunity. I I always to... obviously we've had fights about this and again yeah. Sabrina has not been a part of that. Yeah. Thankfully. But mm-hmm. <laughs> um the, the I I do too. I really do. Yeah. It, when it comes to movies though, that's the the one thing that that um I have questions about when it comes to streaming. And that's kind of where I want to finish up. This year, I talked to you guys about it, I believe, a couple weeks ago. Netflix has the most, I believe, than any other year, and they've tried for years, even more than last year when with Roma, the most, like, hype movies yeah. that can be pushed for Oscars. Mm. Awards campaigns matter. And Netflix this year is on fire with awards movies. We obviously just reviewed Marriage Story last week, mm. and we all agreed, like, this is a dope-ass movie. We were talking about The Irishman before we went on air and, and the Oscar chances, but there's definitely a possibility that's going to win Oscars mm-hmm. with the Scorsese hype. Um, obviously, there's a little bit of hype for Two Popes. There's some hype for Dolomite Is My Name. Right. Like, this mm-hmm. is the most... The King for Best Original Score. There you go. This yeah. is the most Netflix... <laughs> I had to pull that one out. <laughs> yeah. I'll, hey, I don't get the credit. Score. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is the most Netflix hype I've seen for awards movies. And that's one thing that streaming services, I mean, obviously, what was it, two, three years ago, it got booed at Cannes? Yeah. Like, this yeah, is They're not going to be booing it for too much longer. That's like, what I'm saying. They're like, the only uh, ones paying for these If movies. Netflix is making Oscars, I, I mean, not making, winning Oscars, <laughs> like, this is the one thing that can get streaming services on a different level. Netflix is trying mm. so hard, so hard to win Best Picture. And they were so close last year. Um, yeah. But what do you think about that, of, of watching awards movies now, not even just blockbuster movies? Because I can't lie, I'm excited for the Michael Bay movie that's coming out on Netflix. I don't oh, know what it's called. Yo, yeah. Yeah. That Ryan movie Reynolds, looks right? Ryan Reynolds, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That movie looks so cool. And I'll watch that movie. Yeah. But when it comes to awards movies, there's a different level of prestige mm-hmm. that's added to it. What do you think of yeah. that idea on Netflix? So it's really funny that you bring that up because I'm actually going to see Marriage Story again right after this mm. um, with my friends. And they're like, well, they're 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 here for it. But they're right. like, oh, if it comes out December 6th, like, why would we, you know, like, why would we go see it in the theater? Right. And I'm like, well, it's one of those that you kind of, if you have the chance to do it, why not? If this is going to be in, like, awards contention, you know, right. um, you get to be like, I got, I saw this in a theater. Or at least that's something I like to mm-hmm. think about. And mm-hmm. I like to experience 100. it. Yeah. Well, I mean, we saw Roma. I think we saw Roma in the theater last year. I saw it in the theater. Did I, you see? I didn't get to see it. You didn't see it in theater. I did. No. Um, you saw Irishman in the theater. Yes. And we talked about Irishman before we went on air. Mm-hmm. Is is that a movie to be excited for? I mean, and you yeah, told definitely. me, and I want to tell you. Yeah. Can I can I say this or sure, no? Go ahead. Yeah. I don't know what you're gonna say, but <laughs> I mean, it's not anything bad. But yeah. you, you were like, I asked you, should I pay money to see this in a theater? And you're like, man, it might be too long. Oh yeah, it is definitely too long. Yeah. For the theater experience for sure. Yeah. For sure. Okay. And and you know, it's three hours and thirty minutes is not like a long movie, but <laughs> for, I mean, it is a long movie, but. 
you know, there's no intermission, and we saw it at nine. I saw it at nine o'clock at night, so that was a bad, that bad choice on me. And then, you know, it only shows in one movie, in th- one movie theater in LA. So and there's all these sweaty old guys, and it kind of smells, and it was a little weird. It felt kind of gross. So I don't know. It's it's a lot, but for a home experience, entertain for home entertainment, it's perfect. It's perfect because you could take breaks, you could drink water, mm-hmm. you could do whatever you need to do, and that's where. If, if, if you're going to give these creators this ultimate freedom to make these three hour and 30 minute plus movies, do it on Netflix so they could so more people can enjoy yeah. it. So, so I have a follow up to this and I want to ask you, Sabrina. Yeah. I, I'm convinced and there's a, other, a few other people, again, to a couple podcasts that I listen to are convinced. Mm-hmm. Like everything you just said is so true, RB3, because mm-hmm. this might be the movie that people watch like they saw when they see us or like they mm. saw Stranger Things. They watch this like a show mm. where they're going to watch an, an hour on, on, yeah. a, on a Tuesday mm-hmm. and then take a day break mm-hmm. and then watch the another hour or a, a 35 minutes. on. on they're going to watch this movie almost like a Netflix limited series, wh- whether it's when they see us or Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Like I might watch this like I watch a Netflix show because yeah. it's so long. That I might be like, you know what, I'll watch like a little bit, 45 minutes, and then I'll watch. Yeah. That's kind of going to be the the way most people watch this yeah. movie, which is no, wild. I didn't think, I think about that, but crazy. I understand it. I completely understand it, and I even might be one of the same people. I was going like, to say, I are you going to do that? I, I might, might stop taking a break, break and like eat, maybe like an hour break or something even. Yeah. Not even a like full day, but like who knows, just because I did talk to you guys hours. about that. Yeah, I talked to you guys, I or you last week, mm. and... I was like, I won't, I just am not going to go to a theater to see it as mm. much as I love going to movie theaters to see mm. everything because I, I can't see it's myself a, sitting hard. down there for that long. Um, even though see. all my friends are like texting me and they're like, you have to see it, you have to. I'm yeah. like, it is coming out on Netflix. If it was yeah. like a theater release and then coming out like on like VOD and stuff like that later on mm. or um, something like that, I would. Um, yeah, it's going to be on Netflix soon. So I'm going to wait <laughs> for that. Um, I could take a break, get a snack, and not have to worry about missing anything. Yeah. Like, as if I go to the bathroom for, like, 10 minutes, 5 minutes, something like that, you don't know what you're missing. Mm-hmm. And so I don't have to worry about any of that. So that's something that's definitely, um, yeah. I'm and, you know, and, you know, speak, speaking to that way of watching movies and taking movies now, we already see Netflix already did an experiment like that with The Hateful Eight. Like, they literally took The Hateful Eight, originally a two-hour, 50-minute movie. They made – they – let Tarantino put all of his deleted scenes in there and cut it into four parts mm. and made it a four-part series and literally with a whole intro and everything like really so what? that yeah yeah that. for for one hour for one hour episodes of, of the movie just broken up in the, in the pieces and huh. if that is going to be if that allows for something like a Scorsese like an Irishman to do it and I think Tarantino even said like he con- he's considering doing Once Upon a Time in Hollywood that way where it's broken up in like episodes yeah um, if, if that if that's where if that's <laughs> how we can consume more of this content and enjoy more of it that way I'm all for it really do, yeah. do you not feel like I didn't, that's... Like, I didn't like the Hateful Eight thing though but I, I like the I like the idea do you not feel like mm-hmm. and, and I'll ask you again as well Sabrina maybe because I'm not I mean I don't know if you're as much as a film purist as I am but the idea of watching a movie in, in, in little parts is almost like sacrilegious. Like, yeah. is that even watching a movie? Is, isn't part of a movie watching experience watching the whole thing at one sitting and then mm-hmm. getting that emotion like ups and downs of like this person's yeah. doing this. Now he's that. Now it's an action scene now. Like, and then it's over and you're like, oh, cool. 
this is what I co- came out of it. This is my feelings on this movie. But watching it in bits and pieces, isn't that kind of like, I don't know, it makes my skin crawl. Like, is that movie watching? Even though I might be the ones to do it because I'm, the movie's so long that I'm yeah. like, man, there's a lot. That's a lot. Do you, do you think that's still, is this the future of movie watching like RB3 said? And if it is, is that the, are you going to get the same out of, if you saw it in a theater and you get the whole thing in one sitting. So something like the example you brought up with Tarantino, since uh-huh. he was on board with all of that, it wasn't just someone just pausing it whenever they wanted to and getting back to it the next yeah. day. He actually personally yeah. re-edited it. Yeah. So I understand that because then you do kind of get like some type of like conclusion or like close out and then maybe you're like, okay, I could pick this back up tomorrow, next week, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you just watch, <clears throat> that's what I would be nervous for also with The Irishman is um, if you just stop it at your own time, and then pick it up the next day. It's like, what if you don't remember parts or yeah, like whatever? Yeah, you might have that momentum. Yeah, so yeah. I personally wouldn't do that for movies normally. Even though The Irishman is so long, I'm probably I'm gonna knock it out in a day right. for sure. And if mm. I have to pause for ten minutes and take a break, I will. Right. Um. But then, yeah, even getting onto that subject a little bit with like Marriage Story, mm. another one. Um. So that one's about like two twenty. Right, mm-hmm. right. I believe. Right. And um. It coming out on streaming services, I think it's going to reach like a really wide audience. The only thing I get nervous about is like people just not really paying as much attention because it's like a Netflix yeah, film. People tuning out. Yeah, just tuning out, being on your phone. Like, because when you're in a theater, you don't, you're not on your phone. Yeah. That's like, what I've said for years, yeah. man. I've t- I've always said <laughs> I, I there's certain movies. Obviously, there's certain other movies, but I, every experience I've had watching a movie has always been like, man, I wish I was in a theater. And I've always had that. But again, that's just me. Um, But do you think that's still cinema? Is that still movie watching if you're watching it like a TV show? Yeah, I still consider that movie watching. And and I think partially because... because we have more access now, I think that's the mm. difference. Like we we haven't had the access to do this before, but I think if you go back to like the 1930s and 1940s, and they had some sort of technology that let them stop a movie and take a second or or come back to it later and go back to it, if they had that kind of, I mean, obviously they had like the projectors back then, but mm. like it was a lot harder to do that. Um, like if they, I'm sure if they had, if they had a way to figure that out now. Um, what we have now, if they had that back then, they would have been doing it that way, too. And, and so. I was going to say, you brought up Marriage Story. There's so many movies this year, last year. This, I, don't know, I don't know if you'll agree with this, RB Theory, and this will be the last thing I'll say, and mm-hmm. we can go home. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we all go home together. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's that idea of, like, I've, I've been kind of thinking about it. There's a few long movies, and long is, you know, that can be interpreted in many ways, mm-hmm. that you can actually kind of watch like a TV show. I was yeah. thinking about... The first one that came to my head, and we both like it, so I go to you, mm-hmm. is It Chapter 2. It yeah. Chapter 2 was a three-hour movie, yeah. but low-key, it's kind of like a show. Each mm-hmm. character goes on their own adventures, like their own 20-minute adventures. Yeah. Uh, it's like a mini Stranger Things where you can kind of watch it in bits and pieces. And the way that Andy decided to direct it and to write it was very much like a t- I was like, this is kind of like yeah. a t- When I was in theaters watching it, I was like... This is kind of like a show. Mm-hmm. And then rewatching Watchmen, for example, another mm-hmm. Zack Snyder film, mm-hmm. speaking of Zack Snyder, again, it's also it's such a long-ass movie. Maybe it's the director's cut. Yeah. But it's that Three idea. Three hours and two minutes. Exactly. Like and it's the idea. Like, it's kind of like a mini Watchmen show. Like, I was thinking about it. And then, obviously, Marriage Story, it's a pl- it's almost like a play. Mm-hmm. And you can almost kind of watch it in different Freaking acts. acts yeah. yeah. Is yeah. this kind of where movie making is going? Where... It's long-ass movies, but you can take little mini breaks. And I mean, look at Avengers Endgame. Look at, like, yeah. movies are getting longer, man. Like, Avengers Endgame, uh, It Chapter 2, uh, freaking Star Wars is going to be long as hell. Like, these are long—Scorsese's uh, Irishman. Like, these are long-ass movies that people are 
talking about. So yeah. I don't know. Do you think that's something? Or? Um, yeah, I think, you know, I think movies have always, movies were long <clears throat> back in sure. like the 60s and 50s and shit. Like, the only difference is there's an intermission. Now people yeah. don't have patience for an intermission. And plus theaters don't want to do intermissions because it like takes up time, it hogs up time. Mm. Um, but the like, only one, I, I mean, obviously Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight was the big you one. You saw that in yeah. theater, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So you, you, you got the intermission? They yeah. have intermission, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you Which saw it in 70? I loved it, yeah, 70 millimeter. Yeah, me too. They gave you a whole pamphlet. You watched it to Arclight? Arclight, yeah, yeah, me too. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, it was. Uh, I see you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I see you, a little flexing. No, yeah, um, but uh, yeah, I. You know, it, it's funny because movies have structures that kind of allow for pause. Some certain movies have the structures a little more obvious where you can see yeah. that. Yeah. Some movies like Requiem for a Dream, for example, you can't really. You have to kind of consume that in one thing because it's just a, a through line like story you know what I mean I was considered uh, another Tarantino movie Django I can't I would have a hard time telling people watch Django in sections because to me that movie only really works as like a one time <coughs> like adventure you know what I mean all the way through yeah. so then uh, you know it kind of it kind of goes up and down talking about Avengers to me the first Avengers movie is the one that stands out as like this is the movie clearly made by a TV guy Joss Whedon because it very much has like the very like big action scene that we're going to stop and talk about for 10 minutes, then another big action scene. Like, it it has a very clear TV-type structure. Um, Now, uh, Avengers Endgame, I'd almost argue, is way more cinematic than that, though, to where, like, it is a more full... full, But it it does kind of have chapters, too, right? It does have the beginning. Then it has the time travel stuff in the middle. Then it has the ending battle. So it can go back and forth. It it just really depends. Well, this has always been a debate, and I'll bring it back to you, Sabrina, between studios and directors, where they fought about this for years and years, and they still do, especially with big movies. But, for example, we started out the second half talking about Zack Snyder. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest fights that we remember was Batman Batman versus Superman, Superman, where this was an actual fight that they had where they said, dude, it was I think it was like almost three, like 255. The, mm. His cut was oh, like two fifty five or three. three hours, yeah. And you I had to bring, bring it down to two and a half. They said at least give me two and a half. And they were like, mm-hmm. please, please, please. And Zack Snyder likes his long ass movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And that they like begged him, like you have to do it, you have to do it. So much so that in Justice League, this was actually like all over the place. Everyone knew about this. They said that the movie had to be under two hours. Had to be. Yeah. Because they could be in more screens. If you're if you're in more screens, you make more money. Mm-hmm. So you're sacrificing quality and pacing for more money, and that's how which studios. Which ultimately was their downfall. Which ultimately yeah. was their downfall, yeah. and it, it's the least grossing DC movie so far. Yeah, and it had nothing to do with the like length. Clearly, like, it, yeah. And, yeah. And I think it suffered because of it. I was yeah. watching it, and I was like, man, this 100%. is this is that's literally like let's go, like, let's go. Yeah. The Flash. Oh he's gosh. laughing now, and it's like, oh, this was and, awful. And bringing it back to the start of the conversation, that's why it's going to be on HBO Max. And that's so. why it's going to be on HBO Max. But it's another idea of like. Directors who make money and directors who who have a little bit of a bigger name are actually kind of putting the hand on studios. Scorsese is an example, but part of that is because of Netflix, Mm. where he says, nah, I want my movie to be long as hell. Or Andy, in chapter two, being like, I want my movie to be three hours, and you Mm -hmm. can't say shit because it's the biggest R-rated movie ever. And that's kind of what he uses as like a, you can't say shit to me. Because I gave you guys like freaking a billion dollars with It Chapter right. 1. So give me my It Chapter 2 cut. Make it my cut. Right. Even though I'm sure they were like like scratching like yeah. their face off because they were like, this is awful. Right. It's too long. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Where, where the studio and the directors... A, a, a perfect example. I, I can't believe I forgot this one. This year, 
uh, Ari Aster was like, you know what? I'm gonna re-release yeah. my movie. Yeah. Give me. I'm gonna give you the three-hour cut that I wanted. Yeah, it wasn't and like apparently, three hours and 20 minutes or Yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah. So apparently, and my friends went to see it, and they were like, bro, I'm telling you, like, it really elevated the movie for me mm-hmm. versus my first time watching it. And I was like, really? Yeah. I don't know if I should go back and rewatch that three and a half hour cut. It, this is a conversation now, and, and I'll finish with this. What's Is it good or bad? Because now our directors are going to keep making these long ass, like, three and a half hour movies, 315, 310. Mm-hmm. That, is, that, is that even a good thing? Because shouldn't someone say, hey... You should cut it down. Is is what's the push and pull of like how much is too much cutting and how much is like you know overbearing? Well, I think like basically we just want to avoid, avoid like self indulgence mm-hmm. with the director. If you're uh, like Ari Aster, if you are writing and directing your own film and you have a story you want to tell and you believe that your version is the best version. Obviously, some people could kind of come in and maybe like give advice if he's being self indulgent. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I heard everybody everybody loved that cut of Miss yeah, Marvel. So it's like if that's if that's what it is, if that's the best version, why not put the quality one out first? So then we're not seeing this one, and then we see that one, and maybe we like it, maybe we don't. But then there's another thing the director, the creator, wants us to see, mm-hmm. and maybe the other people didn't. And, and another example, I can't believe I didn't bring this up. This whole thing started with the biggest movie of all time. It's a three-hour movie, and that's uh, Avengers, Avengers Endgame. Well, also, Avatar is three hours long. Anti-Titanic is three hours. But that's what I'm saying. Hours. Like the biggest movies. I mean, Avengers Endgame is the biggest yeah. movie of all time. So it's kind of like a lot of a lot of people at Disney went to the Russos and were like, "Bro, we love you. You gave us so much money, but please make it like 240, 240." And they were like, "No, three hours or nothing, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're, we're gonna make Which you is, cry with Tony Stark." Yeah, and it's like. I respect that. Yeah, 100%. it's kind of a yeah. good thing that they kind of put their foot down. But then you give another example. I can give you a lot of producers who said that the downfall of a movie that you hated, um, Blade Runner 2049. And my brother was one of them who was like, bro, good movie. But my God, that was such a long ass movie. If a producer came in and said, hey, we love you, man, but make it 228. 229. I, I could have easily figured out. I was going to say, yeah. do you agree with that? I could have easily figured out. Could this movie that. have actually kind of improved if it was slightly shorter? Yes. There's I think a, a lot see of what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it, see, that's what I'm saying. There's some good and bad to like someone saying, hey, it cut it. It needs to be a nice compromise. Yeah. yeah. Don't tell them like it needs to be under two hours no matter what. Yeah. If you see a final cut and you're like, mm. or like something like that and you're like, oh no, like mm. this is too long. Like, trim this down in certain places exactly. that makes sense completely yeah and, and obviously the, the conversation happens to star wars too where this is ongoing it's like how long it should be yeah because well, it's the biggest movie of all i mean the biggest franchise but the, yeah. we're talking about scorsese again like the two exa- the example that i think of with scorsese is with uh, wolf of washi turned in like a four-hour cut mm. and they're like it has to be three hours it has to be three hours is already long but they're like it has to be three hours and we watch that movie it flies by like so fast yeah and literally the first two and a half hours are like Rapid, and then the, the last end of it slows down, but that's the traditional Scorsese yeah. movie. But as opposed to something like The Irishman, like you could feel that, like you could literally feel that nobody told him, like you just turn it in Scorsese, just give us what you have, just give it to us. <laughs> exactly, and, it, and it's slow, it's meticulously edited, slowly edited, but it's different. You know what I mean? So, and that's what he wanted, man. That's what he wanted. And it's great because he even said it in his own article, like his own words. He mm-hmm. literally said, "Netflix gave me everything I wanted," so I'm like, "Bro, I'm in." Netflix for life. Yeah. Uh, By the way, the the Batman v Superman cut is three hours and, and three minutes, and okay. the Miss Armor uh, director's cut is going to be exclusively available on Apple TV Plus. There you go. So there you go. Yeah. Mm. And it was on. It was in theaters, and I remember that because mm-hmm. a couple of my friends yeah. were telling me about it. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, that kind of concludes our conversation. I think it's a fascinating conversation to have because yeah. Netflix, like you just said, RB3, wants to work with those the, the biggest quality directors of all time. They want to work with Scorsese's and, mm-hmm. and, and Cuarons mm-hmm. and like all these directors who are like going to give them Oscars. And if they do win these Oscars, I, I don't know if all this money is going to be worth because you know they're burning through cash, right? Netflix, I mean, yeah. they're burning through cash. By a certain interpretation, cash. for sure. Mm, certain interpretation, any interpretation. <laughs> they're they're burning through cash, and you know they're going to spend money on this Oscar campaign because they spent like 50 mil on Roma, yeah. which is like triple I'm what sure anyone else spend, had. I'm sure they spent more on Roma, honestly. I think they said it was like 50 mil, yeah. and then the second, like the other one, I forget what it was, The other, it was like 10 mil. Yeah. Like they literally three saying, times right, or yeah, five yeah. times more than like any other studio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spent on on Oscar campaigns, yeah. Netflix spent it, and I was like, "Yo, yeah. y'all are crazy!" But they want that Oscar so bad yeah. that they're just like, you know what? Uh, eight, this movie, you know, spent fifteen million on their Oscar campaign. We're gonna spend yeah. fifty. They, like, they, they, uh, by the way, they for Roma now. I think it's starting to get excessive because now they're still sending people shit. Like they're literally still sending people shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oscars are way over. Get well, I mean, to it, be right. fair, like the uh-huh. Green Book thing was kind of wild. Yeah, yeah. like oh, everyone, 100%. everyone yeah. was like, Green Book, really? Yo, right, right, okay. Yeah. They came out. I see you. And a lot of people think it was like old people being like, Nah, mm-hmm. we're old and we're and we don't care. Mm-hmm. Green Book for life. Yeah, and you did not care for that. No, of course not. Nah, it's awful. <laughs> awful. Either way, guys. Yeah. <laughs> that concludes our conversation on streaming and Oscars. This was a much longer episode. I apologize to you two. Uh, as you can tell, I love this. Yeah, I love um, it. Either way, guys, make sure you can check us out on social media at First Cut, on Instagram at First Cut. Uh, TMO. TMO, I'm sorry. I was going to say TMO. Um, <laughs> Sabrina is obviously doing an amazing job with that, and it's so cool. Um, and you can find me on social media on Twitter and Instagram at Squad Leader Race. You find me, Director RV3. Twitter and Instagram, Sabrina X Monica. There you go. Make sure you guys follow us. Alrighty, guys, for the Meaning of Podcast, I'm Andres. This is RV3. I'm Sabrina. And we are peacing out. Peace out, guys. Peace out.